Shop, I'm a superhero. Woohoo! Oh, hey, Shop, I'm a superhero. Yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. Shazam Review, today on Pop Culture Over Pizza. Welcome, Internet, to our spoiler-filled, topping-filled, pop culture over pizza, Shazam, (laughs) pizza-filled, review of Shazam. I know all of you must have heard our spoiler-free review by now, so today we're going to give you our spoiler-filled impressions of the movie Shazam. So, denizens of the Internet, welcome. As always, I am Jose. Halfa. The first sin, Pride, a.k.a. ASAP Balrog. <laughs> Greetings, yeah. this is Metatron. This is some guy named Walt. Elias, Dilly Dilly. Dilly, Dilly, Dilly. Elias, start us off. What were your spoiler-filled impressions of Shazam? Okay, so this is based off spoilers, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that I mentioned this in the last podcast, um, the end scene credit scene. Without details, right? But I, I just said the end scene credit scene. Yeah, don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the last one. The one. Oh, the very last one. Very so that was the scene. End credit scene. Right. So, spoilers, spoilers. Obviously, this is the last time we're going to say it. Free and spoilers. The end credit scene that you're referring to is the one with Shazam holding the fishbowl and pretending or kind of tricking his friend Freddie Freeman to think that he might have powers uh, to talk to fish. So he makes a joke about it, basically. Yeah. And um, the thing is, he said that there's nothing cool about um, communicating with fish Mm -hmm. and having a whole army with Well, Freddie disagrees with him, right? Yeah. Because Shazam is all like, what's cool about that power? And then look at Aquaman. Right. Basically, he's like, what about controlling an army of billions? And then, well, then Shazam basically does agree with him that that might actually be a pretty cool power. IQ equals zero. Yeah. <laughs> as we all saw in Aquaman, that actually is a pretty cool power to be able to control the denizens of the, of the ocean. Oh, I forgot. Not all of us have seen Aquaman either, so I guess I can't spoil that when we're talking about oh. Talk to and control are very different things, but hey. Yes. We got there. Mm-hmm. There are very, very different things. But, okay, so what, what else did you think about the movie? Is there anything else that stood out to you about the villain, the story? Like, now you can speak freely, so just tell some us. Of, some of the CGI. I noticed that it was better than most of the DCEU mm-hmm. um, movies. But um, when uh, the villain was getting pushed back by um, Shazam's lightning bolt or something. Yeah, he was he was on the ground, and he screamed Shazam. I think he was trying to, to kill Get out the of character. the... Um, Get yeah, out of the He was underwater. Yeah, right? he was exactly. drowning. He says Shazam. And then the lightning bolt ends up shooting unnamed villain number one back. <laughs> and then there's this weird transition where he's on the ground, he gets launched back, and suddenly he's flying. None of it looks very smooth, and it feels kind of forced, which is awkward when you're talking rubbery. about... C- yeah. yeah. It looked rubbery. So, yeah. So it was one of the... the one of the few weird instances of the effects. CGI. Right. Because for the most part, it was pretty decent. Oh, yeah. You know, the, and like I said, it wasn't a huge budget film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looks like they put the budget in the right places. Yes. You know? Yeah. Completely um, agree. And interestingly enough, the suit, right? Didn't we see an article that 
The suit cost dollars. like a million dollars. Yeah. Something like that. so, That's surprising. Yes. Because it was not a highlight of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The suit looked cool. Actually, yeah. If we're going to talk about that, the suit was cool. It wasn't as cool as the Shazam suit maybe could have looked. And here's – okay. I have to say this because this was a sticking point that I had even before the movie came out. This is one of the reasons that I actually was kind of like, I don't know about this. He still didn't look completely natural with his muscle. Yeah, he did. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. His shoulders, all, right? Exactly. He said that's all him, though, right? When he lifted his arm up, his shoulders looked like moved weird, right? Uh-huh. I think everybody noticed that because they were yeah. they were yeah. they were big, but they were a little too huge. Yeah. Almost compared to the rest of his frame, like his shoulder just would just pop up even further, <laughs> like a trap. But listen, he said he said that's all him. Right? I've actually I've seen a photo of of him. He's Actually, bigger. Sure. He is huge, but not, he's not, not as like big that. as he is. That's in, a little bit costume. augmented, right? And, there. Yeah, and you can see also where the costume and the cape kind of meet mm-hmm. by his neckline. It almost looks like it kind of protrudes a little bit more there. You can almost see yeah. the difference between where his skin is and where the rest of the actual muscle shows up. So, but it wasn't too jarring. There were a couple parts where I was like, "You were definitely not in that good shape," but. I'll still give it to them. Like for, well, for the most part, it wasn't too distracting. The suit is kind of authentic to the night, the new Fifty Two run, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, you know, especially with the hood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, give it credit for that. At least they they kind of they kind of kept it authentic to one of the newer runs of Shazam. Right. You know, um, but Shazam me. Shazam at, at at its best is always goofy. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's there's yeah. no getting around it. No matter what suit he's been in. He's always been goofy. You cannot be goofy and have that cape. Exactly. I can't even all agree the cape was goofy as, as heck. <laughs> it looked cool, for sure, but it was goofy as heck. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, but yeah, like, let's see. What did we think about the movie now that we're discussing some spoilers? Well, I'll say that getting, getting deeper into the story, all right? We talked about this a little bit in the spoiler-free section of the podcast, but um, so I thought it was cool that the family kind of got introduced as the Shazam sidekicks. The Shazam kids. The Shazam kids. Uh, I thought that was like a, a cool moment that I didn't really think was necessarily going to be in the movie. And it was uh, the, the part of the part where the kid, the rest of the family uh, got the powers of Shazam. Oh, but that, that's, that's an actual thing. That, that is, an actual that, thing. That is a real Shazam. thing, but I, I feel like when I saw that, not knowing very much at all about Shazam. I knew the Shazam kids were like a thing. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw them, I'm like, yay, the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody in the movie theater seemed like they were kind of excited. I mean, why not be excited about that? That is yeah, a cool aspect the, of Shazam. Get the Marvel family there. Right. You know, Do they all really fly. change colors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the, the good thing about that part, too, is I think there was a lot of humor that hit really well, too. Yes. Because Earlier in the movie, we had a lot of great moments when Billy was learning to use his powers, right? I think, and he, you know what's, what's funny to me? Like, we all saw that scene in the trailer where he's in the convenience store over yeah. and over and over and over again. I still laughed again after seeing yeah. it in this movie. There were a couple of additions that made it even funnier. That's a testament to how funny this movie is when you saw that scene how many times in the trailer and then you actually see it fully fleshed out in the movie. You know, you're like, that was pretty good. Well, like, Shoot. I said it, I said it before in uh, in the initial impression, spoiler free. The more I think about this movie, mm-hmm. the more I love it. I want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've already seen all the comedy. They have, they make excellent usage. Like I. I'm sure they're promoting because that's what Warner Brothers does, but they make excellent usage of Warner Brothers titles to kind to kind of bring it into 
bring it into a sense of reality. Like yeah. they mentioned Mortal Kombat. They mentioned no, that was uh, a great. Th those two were the best parts. Where the where Eugene, the character, once he changed, yeah, the first part was a, was a callback to Street Fighter, where he he, he does Hadouken, Hadouken. <laughs> and that just like comes it. out of nowhere and it hits that was home. Awesome. Right, exactly. More moments of them learning their powers, so we got to see the hilarity of that all yeah. over again at the end. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. it was cool. Yeah, it was it was cool, especially with the little girl. What's her name? Dar Darla? Darla. Darla. It was fun to act, basically see her act like the littlest one, even though they were all adults. Basically, Santa. She had. Yeah, or session Santa. 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 Santa's used awesome in this oh, film. <laughs> so let's talk about that because while we were in the movie theater, me and Wolfie were discussing um, Shazam and the whole Santa bit and stuff like that. And one of the things that he he questioned, he was like, "Why did they not release this during Christmas?" Because yeah. because yeah. They, they had the perfect yeah. bent to it. And you know what, Wolfie was absolutely right about that. You think about it, but I don't know how they could have done it with the current slate that they have, right? Because Aquaman came out in November of last year, right? Yeah. And then toward the end of the year, we have Joker coming out in October. Mm. Um, so, and I don't think Joker's finished with their production, right? No. But done. Shazam would have been perfect during the holidays because it is it is more kid friendly than most of the other movies, it right? The holidays in the movie and the holidays. Santa's <laughs> the a holiday big part of the movie. movie. <laughs> for God's sake, you know what I'm Santa's the running joke. Exactly, the Shazam movie. So, so that's gotta be pretty impressive. So there's another big part of the movie, and something that we tried to touch up on, but we were really limited in our discussion of. Uh, in our previous conversation about Shazam, and that's the villain. Now, in my opinion, the villain's very weak, and we all have our different dis uh, different opinions on why the villain was portrayed in this way, specifically for how it served the film. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you're leaving the theater like I was, and you don't even know the villain's name, you don't know his first name, you don't know his last name, you don't know his evil, maniacal villain name, and there's a problem. Um, Dr. Sivana, Dr. Sivana, how Dr. many times Sivana. is that said in the movie? It's said oh, completely yeah. by the yeah. by the wizard the first time. By the first time, and then the, they the, call him I, Dr. Oh, I lie. I remember his first name, Thaddeus. Yeah, that's it. And the, and the, you had the office assistant, or the, yeah. office, the one that was conducting the interview uh -huh. with one of the uh, potential. Sh I don't oh, even know how to say it. Shazamanites. Shazamanites, you know? Shazamanites. Yeah, there's no other way to say it, you know? Um, I think she mentioned it a couple of times, too, when she was run after him. Oh, you know, my sword fell again. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when he kind of <laughs> interrupted the interview, right? Yeah. So, uh -huh. so yeah. he did drop the names a couple of times, but... And, we, you know, we hinted at this also. Uh, in the last podcast as well, because we weren't able to get to discuss this fully, but there were some jokes that really hit on how on how him like, being was cliche, cliche was purposeful, right? Because this, I think, there was a clip of this that they showed before the movie came out, where there's a part at the end they're facing off, they're both flying through the city, and they're facing off from like <laughs> a few hundred feet away. And Doctor Savannah, I keep Doctor Savannah. I keep about to say like a completely different name. It's true. Like it's a little hard to remember that name. He starts monologuing, but yeah. they're too distant from each other to actually hear. And so this little comedic bit happens where um, Shazam is making fun of him because 
He's monologuing, but no one's listening. Yeah. Even Metric is like, you're miles away from you. I can't <laughs> hear you. And he's like making all the yeah, basically yeah, all the jokes. He's like, like, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. He's doing the, the, the hand to the ear thing to basically hear him. Um, and there were a couple other times too where they had some jokes that hit pretty well, like with with Doctor Savannah. Where I'm trying to think of, of, there was another one in the in the the boardroom scene also that hit really well. But I guess I'll talk about that that scene too. That that was kind of fun when you had the doctor basically go and visit his family. And for those who haven't seen the movie yet, you'll see it soon. Hopefully, the setup is basically that at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of a whiny kid. He gets basically pulled in by the wizard Shazam to be one of his possible candidates, but gets rejected. Hardcore. Right? That's the beginning of it. He gets super rejected. He's basically like, you're not the one. You suck, man. Like, well, he like sends him back, right? Speak, speak on, on the test that he has to go to. because I think Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's another big thing. Uh-huh. Right. He has, to, he has to basically resist. The that. seven deadly So in, in the, what is it, like a temple? Yeah, the Shazam. He ha- the the wizard has the seven deadly sins, which is ironically the real villain of the of the movie. Right, he has them in track, and so the whole point of the the wizard is that he's there, and there used to be seven other wizards, and he's the last of the wizards, and his power is failing. So. The seven deadly sins are getting stronger. Right, well, it's the Rock of Eternity. That's the name of the lair, by the way. Thank oh, you, Rock thank of you yeah, very much. That's what it was called. So, um, you know, he's bringing in prospective candidates to say who's going to be the next Shazam, right? And we're going to get to that, right? Uh-huh. And there is um, there's a MacGuffin, I, that orb. The eye. The mm-hmm. eye, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of the, the test is that whoever comes in has to resist the temptation of the eye which is powered by the seven deadly sins, I, I gather, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it is them, really. It's basically like the center of the power, in a sense. It mm-hmm. seems in the it's way what holds them or movie. something. So that uh, is the linchpin of the power. Yeah. Not, the, not. I mean, the seven deadly sins are, are their own powerful beings on their own. I'm sorry, Meta. You're gonna you're gonna clarify. You this know, for us. there's something interesting that I'm now taking into account. Me and Hafa had a conversation about. Uh-huh the purity of Billy Batson as being Shazam and why he qualified specifically. Okay. Well, that's a very specific ah, But I think part of it is also he didn't have to go through that test. I and think I, it would I, have been better at the end of the film because he holds the eye and he makes a joke, oh, I'm getting tempted and all that. <laughs> but I, but when, when it comes to it, it would have been interesting to see the transformation that Billy has, you know, the whole, he rejects his power. Ah, suddenly I'm Shazam. But the final test is this test of purity of heart. And seeing him overcome that when everybody else has failed is pretty big. I look at it a little bit differently because I think when um, Billy Batson is brought to that temple, um, at that point, the wizard's ready to pick just anybody. Yeah. Because the power is out. And it just so happens that Billy Batson was next in line. And he said, dude. I got nobody else. Yeah, you got to take it. He did have that one scene where he stood up for Freddie because the bullies were beating up Freddie, mm-hmm. and then you know Billy decided to take it upon himself to to give them a whack, and that's basically what he, they decided to take him into one of the possible Shazam candidates. So right. It was probably like yeah, like you said, he's probably like, all right, this kid just did something pretty good, so like just come to come yeah. to the Rock of Eternity and like we'll figure it out from here. It, the power's out. I need somebody right now. So you know what, dude, you're the you're it. You're the guy. 
And by so, the way, Korath, what the heck was he doing in this movie, man? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> did, did you find it weird that he was the wizard? For some, If there's one little thing that I would nitpick uh-huh. about the movie, and I love him as an actor, uh-huh. he felt a little weird as the wizard. I don't know. Did you feel that? Um, yeah. I just did you you didn't felt that Elias? Why do you say that? Not really. What do you think? I think he did a good Not job. Really. Well, well, why would you say that you thought it was a little weird? In the know? middle. Well, in the middle of in the middle scenes, like no, like um, like it was good and bad. Okay, but what? Oh, okay, if, okay. I I don't know for for some reason I, I just I I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's because I, it I know his previous roles and I know. How he is and stuff, and just to see him with the beard. That's what I, yeah, I think Jamon Hansu with that beard. The beard looked a little fake. Yes, yeah, there, was, there was a little. That it was those things that kind of threw <laughs> right, me yeah, out of him. Right, the, the beard totally looked you know? a little fake. Right, like in that scene. What do you think? It took the, me a while to get used to the outfit, Justin. Yeah, there, there was like something that wasn't like everybody else. Listen, as as weird as Zachary Levi looked in the costume, you kind of <laughs> after a while you kind of got it. it yeah, was like, right? hey, it's there. For him, with the wizard, it just it it never felt organic for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It it was it was like he was playing, you know, costume. It was a cosplay type situation. Exactly. You know, the close up shots a little bit like Orko from He Man. He's like a tall Orko. There was something yeah. about it. Exactly. You know, what were you, you going to say about the close up shots? The close up shots I felt were were more tolerable. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was just more interested in the scene and what was going on, but I felt like they they were okay. okay. Um, Okay. Seeing the entire thing like, felt very clothy, very thin. Well, that's without much. I, it's it's like, because he's the wizard, but it doesn't. It lacks substance. It lacks <laughs> I mean, substance. But is there supposed to be a lot of substance to begin with? I but mean, wizards don't go out decked out in armor. You know what I mean? But let, let's look at some other movies that that have had wizards. Gandalf. We, we look at Gandalf. Gandalf didn't look crazy. Mm-hmm. We look at Harry Potter. The wizards there didn't look, you know, out of place. But they're already old, like old, old. And, so and is this guy. This guy's mega old. Yeah, but he doesn't look elderly old. That's what I'm compared to yeah, Ian McKellen. Compared, yeah, compared to Ian McKellen and the guy who played Dumbledore. Yeah, those guys McKellen's look like legit old. 50 years old, man. Like, that, maybe that's like if you if, like guy. if you wanted to talk about yeah, the guy's some more wrinkles. If you want to talk yeah. about like an old black dude that lo- looks legit old, we're talking about Morgan Freeman. I would not be against that. That would not be bad. You know what I'm saying, and maybe that's the reason why I, I found it a little weird because just you know, or yeah. I can or, use or that how voice. Can we forget, how can we forget oh, well, Christopher Lee as Sauron? Yeah, exactly. Say my name. That's true. Maybe I'm I think he's that pit on the head. That's why I was jarring. Because no. Jaman Hansu, that's how you say his name? Yeah, I, Hansu. I, I always remember him from freaking Gladiator, which is my favorite movie yeah. of all time. Well, his first movie was that movie Amistad, basically. Amistad. Amistad. Hotel Rwanda was a he great was movie. In, uh, yeah, Gladiator, he's awesome in. Constantine, Constantine, he was in two. Yeah, he was. He was Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Constantine. Was yeah. he? Was Guardians he? Also. Father Midnight or something yes, like that. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the voodoo character. Yeah. yeah, he always plays a good character. But you're right. In this one, it's a little jarring. That is cool. You know, um, another thing that came to mind and something that we said we were going to mention a couple of moments ago is. Everybody saw the Black Adam cameo in this movie, right? Ha uh, yeah. I did not because what? I what? am stupid. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a big... Okay. It was very, very subtle. I, I mean, the, there was a mention, 
there is a mention of Black Adam. But if you're talking about a full blown cameo, okay. no, 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 it wasn't even well, a full blown yeah, cameo. cameo. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about oh, our champion, and then he chose revenge and all that. That's, yeah, that of course was the Black Adam cameo. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Not a cameo really, but it did look like The Rock. I thought, I yeah, thought, uh, it definitely looked like The Rock. Right, it definitely looked like The Rock, who is still connected to the Black Adam movie, even though there's no details yeah, I whatsoever. Go. It was like ten years ago. That yeah, it's been it was Black at least Adam. five years. That he I said think he the character. I think because it's The Rock, it's still gonna happen anyway. Yeah, let's be real. I would let's love be it. real. Why wouldn't I mean? What what hasn't The Rock or conquered yet? Superhero movies. Yo. He's huge in like Fast and the Furious. He's like in this new, like, sort of dramatic. That movie. is a superhero movie in of itself. Well, now it's, now it's <laughs> becoming a superhero exactly. movie. Didn't they do Hobbit Space? Shaw, probably the next one will probably be in space. Yeah. Right now, space. no. Hobbit Hobbit Shaw. Hobbit Hobbit Shaw. Let's see he's a super soldier. The, the bad guy. Yeah. Idris so, Elba. Idris Elba has, like, freaking. He's like Captain America. They, like, turn and the Winter Soldier. Or the like that. Gosh, man. Like, he's he's serum serum like that. He just doesn't have the really sweet robotic arm. Yeah, they were missing that part too. But yeah, the Black Adam cameo was pretty cool to see when they were describing the the person that betrayed the wizard Shazam many thousands of years ago. Um, but he had a cape. Something <laughs> else something else that I noticed was um the Rocky mention. A lot of oh, Rocky. Yeah, the Rocky yeah. mention at the top I was good. Of Philadelphia stairs. Yeah, the movie was set in Philadelphia. Lightning. Lightning from my hand. <laughs> Lightning from my hand. Lightning from my hand. Yeah. That yeah, was that, pretty funny. Yeah, that was the scene uh, where Shazam was, he was basically busking. He was just showing off his powers yeah. and people were throwing money into it. <laughs> and then he made a guitar case. Yep. And then that was one of the, okay, actually, that set heroic scene took me out. That was actually the only scene that took me out of the movie, and it's a stupid reason. But you know why? How the heck do you catch a bus with the windshield? And not have yes, the right? Oh, my goodness. Oh my. That I took me out of the movie. That, that actually took me out of the movie. That's very strong bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't underestimate. Don't underestimate them too. Buses. What, three or four passengers because they <laughs> yeah, kept they out hit four. Yeah, exactly. those passengers should have been like. So that that's got to be some really strong windshield right there. You know oh, you saying? know what? That also reminds me because around that scene, I'm starting to think, when is Shazam going to learn how to fry? Yeah, how to deep fry French fries? No, how to fly? And that was, <laughs> you know, lightning from my hands. Um, but that's a big thing. Like, flying is supposed to be the whole cliche superhero thing. They even make a joke of it. Oh, yeah, people want to fly because they want to be heroes. But he, when he is, when he learns how to fly, it's because he's under threat from Black Adam. Not Black Adam, excuse me. Dr. From Savannah. unmemorable supervillain number one. Dr. Savannah. Dr. Savannah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Dr. Savannah throws him to the ground. And the first epic fly scene that we get with Shazam is him hovering above the ground. But you know I, I think, you know I think work it though? works perfect, though. I wonder if you're thinking the same thing I am. Because ahead. at that point, he's a bumbling idiot that doesn't know how to use any of his powers. So, <laughs> and then, so, but I don't, I don't think it's that. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm cutting you off. No. Go, go ahead, Elias. Tell us what you think. All right. So let, let me finish my thought and then you finish it. The reason why I think that scene worked a little bit better is because you think about it. That was the scene... You, you, you talk about like how earlier in the movie he says, like, oh, you want to fly because you're a hero. That was the scene where he actually became a hero. So in a sense, it makes perfect sense that he would learn to fly when he was actually doing the heroic thing. That's when he went back to actually save his friends. That's when he decided not to, to stop running. 
So yeah, it was played for laughs, but it was kind of cool. Like when he like he like tapped the ground with his fingers because he was hovering just above it. Um, so I feel like the execution. First off, I feel like the execution is boring. Mm. The idea that he learns how to fly, like there, there's that whole scene where he's where he is around like a bumbling idiot, and I yeah. think that's fantastic. But in a good way. Oh, totally, totally. Bumbling it's a great, a funny scene. Yep. But when the first instance of him flying is, you know, the whole hovering thing, and then you get the idea that oh, well, it's obviously done because this is where he becomes a hero. But that entire scene, he spends running away I think, I from think, Dr. Savannah. I, I felt it was more self-preservation than anything yeah. else. I, you know, I, I kind of a little disagree with the whole, you know, I, I'm a hero, I, I need to learn how to fly. I think oh, well, he was, he was, that's not the he was about to go splat on, on the sidewalk. Yeah, and yeah, he just, the, the cinematic just like, reason, not the actual like, well, in-movie reason. It, it's funny because I relate this kind of to um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! I haven't oh, seen no, that yet. Oh, I'm so relate. sorry. You can't relate can't it. Make this 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 comment then, but um, it's it's kind of similar. Oh, I'm waiting. It is fantastic. Is yeah. it amazing? Oh, it is spectacular. Spectacular. The ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> yep. movie. It is. It is really really good. What? So I can't make the comment. So let's move Gosh on. Gosh darn it! Gosh I, darn I, it! I kind of did like it when he was like. <clears throat> Hovering off the ground because when he got when when he was hovering, uh, a truck hit him. Oh, yes, shit. that's oh, another man. great thing. This movie has fantastic fly. comedy, and I, I hope I've stressed this to the point it deserves, because every moment in the movie is a build up to another laugh or build up to another wow moment that really I I can't do it justice just by describing it. Um. It knows joke, right? there was never a bad joke. There was, wasn't one that just didn't land. Yeah, they were all. They I were all I can't bad. think of any. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, most sure. of the jokes from start to finish hit pretty well, and that, yeah. that's a really good example because you know what? He's just gained the power of flight. You know, awesome scene. He gets, hit by, he gets hit by three cars and gets flown <laughs> off the, the highway. You know, so it, it's just it it's perfect. Just like half a said, the comedy. They really landed their bits at, and the timing of it. Oh, fantastic. That was perfect. And it's interesting because the guy that did this movie, um, I believe his name is David Sandberg. Um, and he's done horror movies in the past. Which you did see in some of the scenes. He did have yeah. some good. I think I think he was he was he was one of the directors for Annabelle. If I if I <laughs> you saw the Annabelle doll in that pawn shop. You guys didn't see there? that? I didn't notice that. So it actually you was. Perfect, you know? Yeah, it, he is the director, and he did uh, direct Annabelle. So there you go. That was actually probably an Easter egg for those eagle-eyed people. You guys, because you know, the police officers were walking into the pawn shop, and off to the corner to the bottom left, you could actually see the doll. I did not see oh, that. That's, another, that. that's another good point, which I'm not sure we've talked about. Character in this film is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know I keep on saying fantastic, 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 <laughs> but seriously, what is his name is Freddie, right? I'm horrible with yes, names, yeah, Doctor Savannah. Um, <laughs> Freddie, Freddie was yeah. awesome. Freddie was awesome. Freddie was really good. Billy Batson had great character development throughout the entire film, with the exception of the main baddie. Everybody felt real. Everybody made sense, and they had their own character, right? I'm not alone on this. Yeah, even the parents, the foster parents. Yeah. That's surprising because the they're secondary characters. They, yeah. were, they were able to flesh out the, the, the brothers family. and sisters. Yeah. You know, each of them had a personality. Each of them 
had a kind of a little arc, so to speak, and, and stuff in, in terms of um, the only one that didn't have one, I guess, is the, the Spanish kid. Pedro. Pedro. Mm-hmm. Well, he then then much. there he is didn't certain... speak much. They, he was like probably the only guy. If we're gonna look at one guy that really didn't get his character fleshed out, one but of the then interesting things when he changed. That's where that's when he said a lot. Of comes. You, you would recognize else. him because he's the he guy was from in Dusk Till Dawn. Yes, the series. Yeah, the series. You and know? I love that. Series. And he's really buff in this one. You know. <laughs> you know. Um. That in in speaking to the character moments, uh, I got vibes. Not not overly ripping off shows like this, but I got vibes from like Stranger Things, from like the, the interactions between the characters, the kids, and the teenagers and the adults there. Not not in like it's thematically too similar, but in that it was how well they fleshed out the kids, the adults. Because that's the one thing that's strong about Stranger Things, right? Like it's hard to write characters of different ages, you know, male, female characters. Stranger Things gets that done really well for those who have seen stranger things like the, all the characters are really well fleshed out and i got that vibe from this movie too not the least of which because because freddie's actually played by uh not a kid from stranger things but i also got a uh, a vibe because it was similar because uh, it has that actor finn wolfhard mm-hmm. uh from it mm-hmm. right that similar vibe because all the characters in that movie were really well written and he's all also kids from stranger written. things yeah, yeah. yeah. finn wolfhard's from stranger things and it mm-hmm. jack dylan grazer is from is from it the the character the kid who played freddie uh, he was kind of a comedic character yeah, he was, from the new, from the new so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, like for me, like that kind of illustrates. Basically, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he was one of the funnier ones in that too. Um, he was a little more reserved, but like he played a funny character. He was the, he was the guy in the uh, in the tunnel, right? He was the kid that was getting chased by that the the really really the horribly guy. Yeah, the homeless dude. Mm-hmm. No, okay. No one was like. Oh, but that's like that speaks to how well they executed the characters and that they were able to execute any type of character again except we all agree the villain might have been the weak point and it wasn't the most well executed character it's worse than Obadiah stayed <laughs> yeah yeah that that's true. true that's a good comparison that really. is actually a very because yeah. it's an origin story it makes a lot of sense he kind of had the same he had the same vibe and that even though he wasn't the head of the company like his parent his dad and his brother were the head of the company and well, let somebody else make a point after that. But I also thought that scene where he just, where where the villain took his brother, and you thought he was going to do something threatening or creepy. Oh or no! I immediately him. knew he was going to throw it's him like, out the window. I absolutely despise that scene, and it was a waste of time in the movie. I, I because I could get so much more time with Shazam. Yeah. Just okay. There's so much time dedicated in this movie to what Billy Batson and Freddie do. Now that you have Shazam, who is this big great. buff adult, and it's awesome. And we could have had more of that, but instead we get fattiest Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> who? It's there, full there, of immunity scenes. Yeah, there, there, there the were there were some scenes where you <laughs> kind of shoot him in the face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here, here's the gun. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> But there were there were some scenes that you kinda it kinda telegraphed what was gonna happen mm-hmm. and stuff. Um the the scene where he goes and searches out for his mom at the very beginning mm-hmm. and he finds the first Rachel Batson, mm-hmm. you knew that girl was not gonna be his, yeah. his and you knew that girl was gonna be black or some other ethnicity to just just wash it right then and there. Yeah. You know? So there were there was little instances like that. Um the great the great thing going back to your point mm-hmm. was that 
everything that Billy Batson did, the minute that he became Shazam, was super believable. You can see a 14 and a 15-year-old going through all of that stuff, you know, being kind of a dick (laughs) until he got that come up in spying beard dropping the bully's car out of the sky yeah the bullies were good characters by the way too like were decent characters for what they were ditching his friend when his friend needed him at lunch time you know so i love the atm scene (laughs) when he was like basically election we need more money you're in there for five minutes Hey, and let's not forget uh, what was the name of the club? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We Trap, I think that's what it was called. The Gentleman's Club. The Gentleman's Club. Oh, yeah, pardon. I'm sorry. We don't support. And and the whole scene where after the ATM, they bought all this stuff, and you see all the boxes behind them, and they're playing PlayStation 4. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, all all stuff that with with a kid, a teenager, or, you know, of, of that age, that's stuff that's believable. You know that. Oh well, I've got superpowers. Let me go. Let me go destroy. Let me go get a PS4. PS4s and stuff like that. You and know. Something good about those scenes were that they were actually relatable mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you would do probably if you got super superpowers, right? You'd probably go and try and see what powers you had. Uh, you might have a weird friend who tries to set you on fire. Hopefully, <laughs> God, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> and it was cool too because you saw you wrote down secret, like, secret yeah. fire yeah. immunity test <laughs> exactly on a piece of paper. That's that's a level of comedy. No, set up that scene, please. Oh, well, what was the, it? They were trying to do the. They were in the warehouse. Shit. Yes, and they have the two box cardboard boxes. Right, right. They have a cardboard box. Number one, the label number one, and label number two, and then mm-hmm. Freddie mm-hmm. tells them to go in the box and see if he can teleport. And well, you know, Billy gets in the box. Uh, Shazam gets in the box, thinking that maybe let's test this out. That's when when Freddy runs over with a can of gasoline and lights the first box on fire. Which obviously, like Billy was fine, Shazam was fine, but then he chases after him, like, "Why the heck did you do that? Why did you set me on fire? We don't know what would have happened." <laughs> All the scenes where he was testing his powers were probably the most hilarious scenes, pretty much. That's the thing. I don't. They have a level of comedy I've only seen in Marvel films mm-hmm. as far as superheroes mm-hmm. go. And I feel like that's why this movie is going to be so successful, at least critically successful as far as my experience in the DCEU. And, well, the last couple of movies have made a lot of money and hit yeah. really well in terms of, like, reviews, in terms of audience reactions. So this, to me, is kind of going to be, like, the third strike in a good sense. Like I said, I know you haven't seen Wonder Woman. I know you haven't seen Aquaman. You definitely, I think, will enjoy them. Maybe you won't enjoy them as much as this movie, but they were definitely good. So, I mean, this is continuing a streak for DC that is unprecedented in a sense. And, well, the humor in those movies probably doesn't compare to this one either. So to make that comparison, that's something that hits really well in this movie as well, I think. So, yeah, so further impressions. Mr. ASAP Balrog, tell us what you thought about the movie. I mean, honestly, y'all already took all the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But um, on a more serious note, because, you know, as hilarious as the movie was, Billy Batson as a person s- still had his own personal struggles, mm-hmm. specifically in his quest to look for his mother. So, you know, he eventually came to a point where he caught up with his mother. He found her and she told him what happened and whatnot um, in the past that she was 17 at the time when, you know, when they were separated and then she saw him with the police and she realized that Billy was better off with in the police's care than with her because she 
wasn't confident enough as a mother to provide for him. So yeah, she explained that to Billy and it was really, um, it was really heartbreaking in a sense. And I just don't like the fact that we didn't see enough after that about the relationship between Billy and his mother, because Billy gave something to his mother as a reminder of the past that she, you know, she, um, attained something for him at the carnival when they were at back at the day. Mm-hmm. And she basically he, abandoned him. Back in the day. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we never really saw much of that at all throughout the rest of the movie. Throughout the rest of the movie, it was just Shazam. It was no longer Billy Batson and his, um, his old, you know, lifelong quest to find his mother. That was a really, really, that, that's a good point too, because you might be right. They could have added a little bit more of that, but I think that kind of illustrates what a good movie this was, that they were able to squeeze in this really good, mm-hmm. not completely fleshed out, but somewhat well fleshed out story. And then to do the very quick setup, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, at the be- near the beginning of the movie, when Billy is a very, very little kid, he gets abandoned at a carnival by his mom. They're basically the carnival that they end up fighting at at the end of the movie, too, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Um, and then, like you said, the, the rest of the movie, there's parts where he's searching for his mother, the part that you mentioned, Wall, where he, he goes to Rachel Batson's house and ends up being a black woman. It's not his mother. Um, I just wish it was touched upon in the end when um, the mother, I, th- I forgot her, her name is Rachel, I believe. It was Marilyn. 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 Yeah. When, I don't know if she, what her last name was. She they changed, they changed it. But yeah, Marilyn Batson. Yeah, but I Marilyn, I, it would have been great if Marilyn, you know, came to her senses, so to speak, and went out to find Billy to reconcile. And when that would have been a happy ending, in my opinion. I'll tell you what, though, like I think that that saves something, something emotionally strong for the sequel, right? Because if, if, if you saw that moment, yeah, there's there's reconciliation that can still come there. Because if you see the actress's face in that moment, she does yeah. have like that kind of like apprehensive look, mm-hmm. like should I, should I go chase him, you know? Because she hands him the uh, little compass, which was the thing right. that 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 she won for him when he was a kid. Like she refused to hug him and she was very he- hesitant. Right. She like pushed him off. Yeah. But, you know what was cool about that too? It was interesting because. And I was, and I was like, damn, I'm sorry. Let me cut you off. No, I was, and yeah. I was like, damn, really? Like this is your son who you yeah, it was cold. pretty much abandoned. Like, yeah, yo, it was, it was super cold. You know, that guy screaming inside, like basically who she seems afraid of. That could be another storyline too. Maybe he rescues his mom from this abusive person. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's set up there. That's what up. I thought was the implication. Right. That's what I thought yeah. the implication was too. But just to mention this really quickly, I thought it was interesting interesting when you watch Billy's memory of that scene it was really really sweet like she was very very caring and was like oh baby like you know just her tone was different her tone was much more like like a real mom like a real caring mom and then you see the reality her recollection more so in the reality and she's just kind of like dismissive you can already tell in that scene that like she doesn't care that much about her not that she doesn't care but she doesn't know what to do with all the situation and uh I, I just want to point out Metatron made a very good point about the tiger in the yeah, scenes. That's oh, another geez. really good callback from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was a little bit disappointed because instead of Shazam exclaiming at the beginning, because Savannah obviously didn't work out, and like they said, the seven deadly sins powers is growing. I'm going to get back to you guys on that one. <laughs> instead of sending in. Because you see, in the comics, Tawny is literally a talking tiger who is actually the recruit for Shazam. Yeah. But instead of having that, oh, great seeking spell, find him for me. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) I wanted Tawny, man. Well, yeah. It really was a tiger. Yes, they they do, but just make the spell Tawny. Make the spell literally the seeking spell an actual tiger. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, what, like picks him up in his mouth and like takes him back to the <laughs> That would have been interesting. And the tiger was everywhere throughout the film. It was on his backpack. Yeah. 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 So back to the my gripe with the film. Mm -hmm. So Doctor Savannah's character is based. His whole thing is that he wants power, but the wizard rejects him. But at the same time as the wizard is trying to induct him, he basically says, oh, there's this other power. It's the seven deadly sins, and this would be the seven deadly sins of legend. Pride, lust, gluttony, sloth, you name the rest. Yeah, it was also mentioned like an afterthought, right? He's like, oh, by the way, here's this other power you might want to try. This evil power. I found yeah. it hilarious <laughs> that the test was just... Look at this epic and awesome power. Don't take it. But just, but like, it's there. But don't take it. But that's just it. It's like the ring of power. And that's the whole thing behind them, too. Their whole thing is each sin is meant to lure you in. And, you know, so that they can get your claws into you. And, of course, you don't really have a hell in this universe, but that's the whole point. They're trying to lure you to the dark side. Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. They do that with Dr. Savannah Fine. But what ended up happening with them, the sins, at least as I know them, they're each very distinct personalities. And they're even somewhat portrayed as very distinct personalities in the movie. Mm -hmm. They're age-old beings that have been around since Black Adam's been around. Yeah, They're old. They're grunts the entire film. Oh, these, these are big gray bad guys. Yes. Yeah. These are Tell me these are probably like. some of the most manipulative, malevolent beings you can possibly come across. I'm gonna be your lackey instead of actually doing something. <laughs> Except for one though, right? At the very end. It seemed like Envy was the one that was pretty much in control of the whole thing, right? Because not, that not really, no. The that, only reason He's the for only that, one that didn't ever come out because he was always he always had to be in control of the doctor, right? No. The point of that was that they needed to all... Because the doctor was acting as their vessel. Mm -hmm. The point of Envy being there is to make sure that Savannah can fight for himself. Mm -hmm. He, while, he, while Shazam can just say, Shazam, the power is in me. This guy needs to have at least one of them inside of him. First powers to even remotely work. Yeah, for Shazam, they just all stay there. All the powers yeah. of Solomon It didn't matter Hercules if it was Wrath that was in there or Sloth that was in there. There needs to be at least one. So do you think that there was a specific reason that they kept Envy out of the fight? Plot. No reason. Yeah. Plot. No, I think there was. I think there yeah, there was. They, they could have, the whole they point of him right. trying to kill Shazam was, was he was envious. But, but yeah, that, that wraps up. That brings him. me to another point that I tried to make with the villain really quickly, mm -hmm. is that for an origin story especially, a villain could be the perfect foil to the main hero. Mm -hmm. Especially when the whole gist of it is that a hero has to confront their deepest, darkest parts in order to become who they are by the end of the mm -hmm. film. So when you have something like The Seven mm -hmm. Deadly Sins, this is a perfect way to set up that Billy Batson has to reject everything that he was and become something new. So... There's certain choices that you can make by the end of that, especially with the creepy villainous monologue and this guy who's supposed <laughs> this guy who's supposed to be, oh, I was going to be Shazam and then I'm a failure, yada yada blah blah. 
But if you had that and you pulled it off right, this film could have, in my eyes, could have been easily a 10 out of 10 if the villain was just meaningful, not only more to the story, but more to Billy Batson. That's why Obadiah at least somehow works, because he's <laughs> meaningful to Tony Stark. So we'll see it maybe in the sequel. I hope so. The runtime for this movie was two hours and 12 minutes. Do you think it would have add, it would have benefited if we added an extra 20 minutes to flesh out the character? No, because I think the, the character, I think the way that they ran this character is flawed. And I think that that is flawed because of both the seven deadly sins and how they decided to run them as big gray bad guys. And it's also flawed because the way that they ran this character is evil and maniacal. And there is there is little to actually call Dr. Savannah an, a character. He's just a bad guy. He's a plot point. Yeah, he's a, he's a plot device. Somebody to advance yeah. the plot. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, maybe the Death Eaters in Harry Potter or the Ring Wraiths in Lord of the Rings were better gray baddies, right? But that's not what they're supposed to be. And that's why I have such a problem with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the biggest gripe that we have. With yeah, and then it's just, it's just like an ending note. The more I've been mellowing on this, I can kind of see one redeeming quality to the Dr. Savannah villain. This whole thing has been about family. Mm -hmm. So I think the part that mm -hmm. I like most about him, now that I'm looking back on it, was the contrast to his family. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's why that should have been talked about more. You had, you had a very brief moment where it's like, I know what that's like to be and alone and stuff. Did but anybody think that the father was dead after that first time? I did. I did. I why is he still done, here? Right? That was a shock to see him in the boardroom, right? Yeah. Like, Come on, so. man. Donald Glover. I did like that. But even then, to see that contrast, Billy, who's looking for a family. Oh, I have my family versus the guy that has his family, but he hates their guts. Yeah. Us is a bad that family. That would have been good. Yeah, that was at least the redeeming quality and my eyes for Dr. Savannah. All right, so to summarize, just like we said in our spoiler-free re free review, the humor is awesome. The, the protagonist and his team are awesome. His family are awesome. The villains are where things kind of fall apart a little bit, but not badly enough to make it a bad movie. So... It wasn't an Aries from Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a spoiler for those of us who haven't seen it at the table, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't worry, it's not that much of a spoiler, and you'll see what happens when you finally watch that movie happen. But I'm excited. You know, it's a solid movie. Check that out. Check Aquaman out. But we're going to end it right there. Once again, I think we all decided it's kind of a seven out of eight slice movie, right? It's, it's yeah. really, really solid. At least six slices. Maybe six and a half. Well, I don't know how many people that eat half slices unless they're kids. Um, anyways. Above average by yeah. far. <laughs> 12 slices on average. We want to thank you once again, as always, for joining us on this spoiler-filled, topping-filled review of Shazam. Uh, as usual, you guys know where to look for us, but I'm going to tell you again. Check us out on Instagram, on Twitter at PCOP Podcast. Email us at popcultureoverpizza at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Search for us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we're pretty much going to be on there. And as always, guys, I'm signing off. I am Jose. Elias, do it for the vine. Well, the Metatron bidding the adieu. Except Balrog, screw the Lannisters. <laughs> and half a hero. As always, denizens of the internet, peace out. Thanks for joining us and stay geeky.